I'm Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do these a couple of times a week. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts. I have now decided to intermingle my interviews that I do outside of my show with some of the show segments. Today, I'm speaking with Dr. Wayne Grudem, fascinating guy, research professor of theology and biblical studies at Phoenix Seminary in Arizona. He's written uh, 22 books including things like Politics According to the Bible, Systematic Theology, and many other books. But I wanted to talk to him primarily today about this whole issue of pastors who are afraid to speak about politics from the pulpit. And he wrote a really interesting letter recently. It was a whole column, and it was called Letter to an Anti-Trump Christian Friend. We'll talk about all that. I am thrilled to welcome to the Heidi Harris Show podcast, Dr. Wayne Grudem. It is a privilege to speak to you, sir. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Good to be with you, Heidi. Yeah. So you have been very bold in talking about pastors who should be able to preach about politics. I want to talk a little bit about that. And also, you had an amazing letter that I posted on my social media a month or so ago where you had responded to somebody. It was called Letter to an Anti-Trump Christian Friend. I'll get to that. Let's first talk about how pastors do have the ability legally to preach about politics, and many of them aren't. Maybe they're afraid to. They don't want to take a hard position, or they're afraid they're going to you know, bring down government's wrath on them. Let's talk a little bit about that, Dr. Grudem. Well, it's people on the political left, mostly Democrats, who don't want Christians to be speaking about politics in, in church because their values are inconsistent with biblical teachings whether on abortion, whether on marriage, whether on human, se- human sexuality, whether on uh, obedience to the law, and whether on uh, other things, role of government and uh, ownership of property and many other things. So they don't want pastors to preach, and so the, some organizations have even sent letters out to pastors before the election saying, don't you know that the government won't let you preach about political issues? Well, that's simply not true. There's the 1954... Johnson Amendment to the IRS Code proposed by Senator then Lyndon Johnson. And it, uh, it has never once been used, never once been used to take away the tax-exempt status of anything, of any church, because of anything a pastor said from the pulpit. Not once. And so it's a false, and, and President Trump even has now had an executive order not to enforce those restrictions on speech against pastors. Pastors may wisely think that they should, uh, out of wisdom, not mention a candidate by name, but they certainly can mention issues. They can mention religious freedom. They can mention the role of judges. They can mention abortion. They can mention sexual orientation and gender identity. They can mention Israel. School choice has to do with how parents bring up their children. Obedience to the rule of law and the role of police and their authority. Uh, They can mention immigration and balancing the need for a strong border with uh, compassion and care for those in need. Um, So there are a lot of things that pastors can preach about and uh, stay within the issues and um, teach their people about them. Very important. We're speaking with Dr. Wayne Grudem. He's a research professor of theology and biblical studies at Phoenix Seminary in Arizona. You know, it's so important, too, because you've written extensively on the topic of how, you know, Christianity and the political system. We all know that God's ultimately in charge, right? That politicians are not in charge of our lives. The Bible clearly states that. We know that. You can't wait for a certain person to be out of office before you move forward. Certainly the early church did not, and we certainly shouldn't now. 
but we still have to stay involved. And there are Christians who don't vote because they think that that's, uh, you know, some kind of conflict or something, or they're all corrupt. Why bother? Talk a little bit about that, Dr. Grudem. Well, in past history, many countries were ruled by a king or a dictator or an emperor, and the only way you could affect government policy was by becoming the friend or the counselor to the king and then talking him into one position or another. That's no longer the case in the United States and in many other countries. Today, the way you influence policy in a nation is by voting and perhaps contributing to a candidate or helping a candidate campaign or even by running for office. And so we have a responsibility to be faithful in our privilege, in the use of our privilege, of influencing the course of government. Um, Hebrews 11 says, talks about those who by faith conquered kingdoms and put foreign armies to flight. Now, they did that by the power of the sword and by battles, but we do it by the voting, by voting at the ballot box. We are able to change the course of nations and the course of events by having a, a positive Christian influence on government. Yeah, and that's... now, I, if people don't use that stewardship, uh, they're abandoning their responsibility to have a tiny part in governing the country through their vote. Well, that's really important. We speak with Dr. Wayne Grudem. It, it is important because many times it becomes who's the lesser of two evils when somebody's running for office. You may not like this one. You may not like that one. But this one has more flaws than that one. Everybody's a flawed person. Jesus is not on the ballot. So sometimes you have to hold your nose and just vote for the one who's not as bad, right? Well, I think we have to be wise in saying who's going to do the most good and bring the most benefit to the nation because... Um, Romans 13.4 says that the civil authority is God's servant for your good, Paul says to the Christians in Rome. So the question is, if God gives us those servants, people in government, for our good, who is both, who is best? which candidate is best going to bring good to the country? Now, nobody's going to bring 100% good. It's going to be a mixture, of course, because nobody's perfect. But um, vote... I just, uh, I, I get upset, Heidi, when people say choose the lesser of two evils. Um, voting for an imperfect candidate is not an evil action. It's a good action. It's a positive action if the candidate is better than the other one or if his policies are better than the other mm -hmm. one. So maybe I put that the wrong way, but I think that is important. And, well, and, I've heard it a hundred times. <laughs> I'm not the, the only one who's... I remember being a little kid and asking my parents about politics. I said, Mommy, Daddy, who are you going to vote for? Oh, there's no choice, you know. <laughs> Even back then, they didn't feel like there was a choice, but they feel like they're, you know, they're all pretty much the same, but not necessarily. Some are better than others. We're speaking with Dr. Wayne Grudem. You had an amazing... Uh, column that you put online that I posted in my social media, letter to an anti-Trump Christian friend. And there are a lot of Christians who, and, and you know there's a lot of squabbling among the brethren. How can you possibly be a Christian and support President Trump? And I'm trying to figure out who the never-Trumpers want us to vote for. I, I don't know what the options are. The options were Hillary or Trump the last time, so this was it. Uh, talk a the little bit about... The worse this time. Oh, well, okay, let's talk about that, Dr. Grudem. It, it's a really important distinction that's been made. So talk about some of the things you mentioned in this letter to an anti-Trump Christian friend, because you just laid it out. These are the choices this year. Yes, and I would mention, Heidi, that people can find that article at my website, WayneGrudem.com. WayneGrudem.com. Okay, that's G-R-U-D-E-M for those who are not familiar. Okay, yeah, great. And I did M post it. And so... Um, the policies advocated now by the Democratic Party and their platform and by their prominent leaders 
are more radical uh, than uh, Hillary Clinton had ever advocated in some areas. And I think the most alarming one is the proposal to pack the Supreme Court by adding six new justices to the Supreme Court. Both houses of Congress and the president could do that by changing the law if the Democrats control both houses and the presidency. But the, the problem with that is that it would, it would uh, destroy the unique feature of the American government, which has protected us from tyranny for over 200 years, and that is um, the separation of powers so no one group can get absolute power over the nation. The laws, in the, according to the Constitution, the laws can only be made by the Congress, not by judges. The laws are made by Congress, they're signed by the President and enforced by the President. But judges should have no role in making laws because their decisions are absolute and they're supposed to judge whether a law is consistent with the Constitution or not. But if judges decide that they're going to make up a, a new law that they think should be put into place, it isn't in the Constitution, but they say it's in the Constitution, then there's no appeal beyond that in our system of government. And so it seems to me, Heidi, that threatening to pack the Supreme Court by adding six liberal justices, giving a nine to six liberal majority in the, uh, in the Supreme Court, and they begin to make rules and laws of their own choosing, one after another after another, with no recourse for the population, nothing at all we can do about it, they're appointed for life. That is uh, what comes to mind there is Psalm 11, where it says, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? And a threat to pack, pack the Supreme Court with liberal judges uh, and give them all that power to be a super legislator, in effect, yeah. a super legislature is uh, destroying the foundations of our nation. Absolutely. We're speaking with Dr. Wayne Grudem. That's so true. And, and, and as you pointed out, these judges are legislating from the bench. Things like gay marriage and abortion, all of these so-called rights, which are not in the Constitution, have come down through judges again and again, the Supreme they Court. They have. And uh, the exclusion of uh, religious speech from public schools and government property, taking down the Ten Commandments, forbidding a high school valedictorian to uh, quote a Bible verse in her graduating speech, forbidding, forbidding a football player to pray with his team before the game or after the game, uh, forbidding prayer in public schools. All of these things were imposed on us by the Supreme Court. They were not passed by any law of Congress or any state legislature or assigned by any president or governor. They are just made up by the Supreme Court and pushed down our throats. We're speaking with Dr. Wayne Grudem. You know what's so stunning to me is that if, if these people think, and you'll hear them say on the one hand, well, the Bible doesn't mean anything, and then on the other hand, they'll say, but you shouldn't say that. If you don't believe the Bible's a word of God, you don't believe there's any truth in it, then just ignore it. Why are they so, <laughs> right? Why are they so continuously threatened by people? But this goes back to Jesus' time, and when he was put on the cross, some of the religious leaders were concerned that if people followed him, uh, and some of the government leaders were concerned that if people followed Jesus, that they wouldn't believe that government was the answer. We still see the same thing happening now, Doctor. Well, we certainly as Christians have our ultimate confidence and trust in God alone, no matter what happens in the election. But we can have better or worse government. We can have good or bad government. And throughout history, throughout the world today, we see bad government in Russia, in Cuba, in North Korea, in Iran, um, in other places, we have bad government that doesn't protect the 
citizens. It doesn't protect people's freedom. It doesn't protect them from crime. And it often just uh, robs them of, uh, of what is rightfully theirs, robs them of their property, like Ahab took Naboth's vineyard in uh, the Old Testament. Right, and we still see that kind of thing happening. I was speaking with Dr. Wayne Grudem. So what, what, what's your opinion on these churches who are kowtowing, and in some cases, I think, kowtowing to government, telling them they have to be closed or they can only have so many people there? Some of these churches are, our church has been open, but some of these churches are not opening, and, you know, they're waiting around for a governor to give them permission. What are your thoughts on that, doctor? Well, I have to be, I can't be an absolute black and white person on this, because I have to say in cases of genuine national health emergency, the government should have and does have the authority to um, prohibit people from getting together uh, in groups uh, if it's necessary to prevent the spread of a pandemic. But what is really objectionable, I think, Heidi, is when uh, the government says, uh, as in uh, Nevada there, that a casino can open with uh, hundreds <laughs> and hundreds of people, but a church can't. Right. <laughs> now, that's disparate or unequal treatment, and I think the churches should just should uh, use the legal courts, use the legal system, to bring uh, legal arguments and charges or processes against the government. And I would encourage them to go ahead and meet anyway and see what happens. Yeah, they are trying to do that in court, but uh, I would like to see more churches do that. You know, there was a hashtag that came out a while back when a lot of people were going to meet at one of these alien places. that They thought aliens showed up, uh, Area 51, we call it here in Nevada, and there was a hashtag, they can't arrest all of us. Well, that's what they had to do with the churches. They can't arrest us all. Why not at least try to have some religious freedom? And many states, uh, governors or mayors have allowed mass protests of people without masks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, not uh, objected to that, but objected to churches getting together. Well, that's uh, unequal treatment, and that certainly is violation of the constitutional right to have freedom of religion or what, is, what uh, the Constitution says, uh, free exercise. Um, government should not prohibit the free exercise of religion. Absolutely. Well, you know what? These are crazy times, but as long as human beings have existed, there have been crazy times in the world. And I'll tell you the truth, doing talk radio like I do, I mean, by 3 a.m. I get up in the morning, I read all the news stories and things like that. I'll tell you, I would get depressed, doctor, if I didn't know who was really still on the throne and who uh -huh. was in charge. God rules over the kingdoms of men and gives them to whom he will. Yeah, not, nothing's a surprise to him. He knew about all this. Maybe he's pruning us for something we don't really know, but we know that it's all going to work for good. Dr. Wayne Grudem, what a privilege it's been to talk to you. I would love to talk to you again. Uh, he's a research professor of theology and biblical studies at Phoenix Seminary in Arizona, author of multiple books. Uh, 43 years? 43 years? Theologian? Teaching. For, uh, everything. The theologian, how many years? Four, is it 43? Well, I started teaching in 1977. I guess that is 43 years. <laughs> well, it's great. It's been a real privilege to speak to you, and thank you for continuing to speak boldly about things that need to be said in this country. I'm Heidi Harris. It was great talking to Dr. Wayne Grudem, really a brilliant man and a very bold man, and we need more of that these days especially, that's for sure. I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget to join me for my live radio show, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. weekday mornings on AM 670 KMZQ. If you forget all of that, just go to HeidiHarris.com. We talk about whatever's happening, whether it's national, local, the craziness going on in Vegas, the craziness going on in the country, political, spiritual, all kinds of things on the Heidi Harris Show. We also have a lot of fun. So don't forget to join me for that. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell.